Episode 20 of the Photon Podcast. Special guest this time, Michael Colton. Kilo Echo 7 Hotel India Alpha. Maybe you know him as the portable SDR guy. Got a great call coming up. AmateurRadio15.com presents Photime, the other ham radio podcast. Sponsored by Main Trading Company. Find them online at mtcradio.com. Now, here's your host, Kale Nelson, K4CDN. It is episode number 20 of the Photon Podcast. Appreciate you tagging along with us. It's photon.com, amateurradio15.com. And uh, yeah, we may be having a little bit of identity crisis here, but we still are the other ham radio podcast. And we appreciate you tagging along with us. We also appreciate our show sponsor who helps make this program possible. And they are Main Trading Company from Paris, Texas. Now, you don't have to just live in Texas to shop with them, guys. They, they ship internationally. So that means if you live in the U.S., they'll ship it to you too, right? Uh, they've got a special deal going right now, the new Oshin KG8D, which is the uh, Oshin Handy Talkie with the big digital display on it that does crossband repeat. They've got a, a, a deal on their website right now. All kind of stuff packaged with that for $159. Really, really sweet deal on that very nice cross-banding HT, which is very tempting. But what am I going to do with another handy talkie, right? Anyway, you may need one, so go check them out at mtcradio.com. Tell them Kale from the other Ham Radio podcast sent you, and let them know that you appreciate them helping keep us going here on Time. All right, so uh, this time we've got a special call. It's kind of a surprise call. Uh, we've been working back and forth with Michael, Michael Colton, Kilo Echo 7, Hotel India Alpha, to get him on the program, and he just recently finished up his Kickstarter for his portable SDR, and it just so happened it worked out. The timing was great for both of us. We were able to catch up this week, and I'm going to play the call for you right now. Check it out. Michael, thank you for joining us on the Other Ham Radio podcast. We really appreciate you being here, and I know that you're totally busy right now a lot of things going on you just came off winning the lottery well not really the lottery but your kickstarter was funded and i want to talk about that in a moment but first i want to get to know michael colton as an amateur radio operator and uh, we try to do that with our guest and go ahead go ahead tell us a little bit about your amateur radio life okay um well i uh I got into the hobby pretty early. I think I was about 12 years old. Um, there was a, a friend of mine that was was a scout, and he had a pretty sweet little uh, two-meter radio that he took on a camping trip, and um, I was just mystified by it, so I went ahead and got my license. Um, I was a little too young to really afford much gear back then, so it wasn't until I got older that I really got into the hobby. Um, these days, the, the part of uh, ham radio that really is exciting to me is developing hardware, you know, learning how the circuits work, trying to, you know, it's one thing to buy a radio, press a button and it, and it sends out a signal and you know, it's going to work, but it's another to plug transistors into a breadboard and, and try to see if you can make these components send your voice out, out over the air. It's really, uh, really exciting to me. So you're not an appliance operator. Well, I am to some extent. Um, but but where I really have fun, what really keeps me interested is is actually making the hardware. I got you. Now, your call is Kilo Echo 7, Hotel India Alpha. Is that your, yes, that's uh, right. is that your original call that you got when you were 12? 
No, I let it lapse. Uh, my old one was KE6 EKZ, which I think I liked better, honestly. EKZ. Eeks. <laughs> I'll try that tomorrow in phonics class. We'll see how it goes over with the kids. There you uh, go. Yeah. All right. So uh, you're back in the hobby and you like building stuff. Tell us about some of yes. the stuff you like to build. Um, well, the uh, I, I guess we'll be talking about the portable SDR a lot, but uh, um, my background in building things came came more from the digital side. I, I bought these uh, Radio Shack used to sell them. They're still available online from uh, from Parallax. It's they're little microcontroller development kits, and um, basically, you you write some code, you load it onto a chip, and then the chip does what you told it to do. And uh, so I so I've done a lot of projects with that sort of digital thing, you know, blinking lights or, you know, for example, right now in my basement, I have a I have a little water level sensor hooked to a circuit I designed, and if the water gets too high, it turns on a pump and kind of automates that for me. Um, for years and years, I, I Honestly, had had no clear idea why radio worked, um, but digital made sense to me. And as I continued to play with it, I started to kind of, you know, maybe experiment a little more, and and things started to kind of click and fit into place. And and so I started actually building radio circuits and built a few simple receivers and um, built, uh, well, some more advanced ones. Like I I bought a little what's called a DDS. That's a direct digital synthesis chip. It's a frequency generator. Mm -hmm. Um, Found one on eBay for like $5 and used that to build a slightly cooler receiver. And (laughs) um, just, just kind of lots of little projects like that. Um, So you're a maker by nature. Yes, very much so. Okay. Okay. What uh, do you work in the electronics field? I do. Um, And it's, it's kind of from making that that happened. Um, if you uh, if you look back on Kickstarter, you can see that I've, this is actually the second Kickstarter I've I've done. Um, the first one was I uh, started a drone business with a friend of mine. So we did aerial photography with drones, and um, it didn't that that Kickstarter wasn't successful. Um, and ultimately, I kind of got out of the business. But um, but making the helicopters was really fun, and you know I got. Uh, Built myself a 3D printer to to help with that, and um, yeah, I've just been always into making things ever since I was little. I've got some internet friends who have been they, they just constantly talk about their drones and put all these cool pictures mm-hmm. up, and then then they show these pictures of their injuries they get when they just lose control, <laughs> you know. And then today, a, a friend of mine, a local amateur, uh, texts me a video. And we just recently had like a, a winter storm come through here, which virtually paralyzed the entire state of South Carolina, and it was sure. nothing. But uh, anyway, so he sends this video message, and I open it up, and it's a drone flying over. And I thought, I said, that's that's his house. I said, did you film this? Oh, yeah, I got a drone. I'm getting it from every side. And I, I come on with Michael Colton tonight, and uh, Michael mm-hmm. is formerly a drone. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm doing my best to stay away. I am. Um, <laughs> I, I'm. I'm pretty heavily invested into garden garden model railroading, and my kids really oh. dig it. And um, although my my second son will be getting a little quadcopter for his birthday coming up in March, he's not listening, so it doesn't matter. But yeah, I'm tr- I'm trying to fight the feeling. If you 
may remember that song from years gone by. Okay, so sure. we're going to talk about why we have you on the program, and that is the the Kickstarter that was funded, and this is recorded on the 17th of February, so it was just a few days ago that uh, you got funded. What did the Kickstarter, what did we fund you for? Um, Tell us about your project. Well, it's, uh, it's called the Portable SDR. Um, so, I mean, you said that this is, uh, your program's aimed a little bit at newer uh, ham operators, so probably explaining what an SDR is sure. makes sense, too. We'd love to hear it. Um, so, so what an SDR, SDR stands for uh, Software Defined Radio. Um, so I guess the full name of my project is the Portable Software Defined Radio. Um, the deal with SDR is it takes a lot of um, what used to require a lot of dedicated circuitry and converts it into digital and does it inside of a inside of a processor. Um, so an example would be like you know most radios, uh, most standard radios. If it if it can receive FM, it's because it has an FM demodulation circuit, and if it can receive AM, it has a separate circuit for that. Um, and so on. Um, what an SDR will do is it will just grab the raw information out of the air, um, convert it into something that a microcontroller can process, and the microcontroller will run its code, and and that code takes the place of what used to be dedicated hardware. So the reason you'd want to do that is um, your radio can, can expand and it can gain new abilities. Um, you know, if, if 10 years from now someone create some new kind of way to send voice with just a software upgrade, an SDR can, can now use that. Um, you get, you get some other cool features as well. Anyway, so, um, so I was really into SDR radios. They just, they just fascinate me. I love that, uh, that it takes, um, it takes, you know, this cutting edge digital technology and, and combines it with radio to make something that's really flexible and powerful. Um, but everything that exists on the market so far is, you know, STR wise is there are boxes that sit on your desk and they hook into your desktop PC and, and they can do amazing things. But, but I'm a, I'm a backpacker, you know, that's one of my hobbies and I wanted to be able to take one of these with me. So, so I, uh, so I kind of had it as a pet project and finally got to the point where I'm like, I think I can build this thing. You know, I, I've done enough work on it. I finally gained enough experience where I think I can make this thing pocket-sized. And so I went for it, and and you know, people liked it. So here, here we are on the other side of a winning Kickstarter. Now, how long was was your project in development from the moment that you hatched the idea in your mind till you came to your couple of your friends and said, "Do you think someone would be interested in this?" Um. Well, I don't. I don't know that the decision happened um, in quite that way. I um, I had read about uh, there's a radio called the SDR 1000, and and the ham that developed it, his name escapes me, um, but um, he he wrote some really cool articles that he published in uh, in QST, mm-hmm. and I mean this is this is like 2002 or 2004 or something like that, and that's what got me interested in SDR, but they were too expensive. And so, so immediately I had the idea that maybe I could, maybe I could use the schematics that he's published and I could build my own, you know, part by part from the ground up. Wow. So I, so I started 
researching it and kind of learning about his design, trying to figure out um, why it worked and what each part did. And um, so I've been I've been looking at that design for years, um, and yeah, like four or five years. But uh, but it wasn't until more recently where I where I thought maybe a microcontroller could take over some of the tasks that he was using a desktop computer for. Um, I think when I finally started really working on it as as a standalone unit was maybe maybe two years ago, and then um, I don't know if you know about the the Hackaday Prize competition, but that gave me a, a real push to to kind of put something together that was usable. Well, yeah, that's where I, f- I first saw your project is uh, was on the Hackaday, and it was at the bequest of some of my internet buddies, for lack of a better term. Uh, they kept screaming about this project, this portable SDR. This this guy was building their their ultimate dream, you know, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> really, and, and I'm talking about Doug. But uh, anyway, these guys were just crazy about this idea, and you know, like I said, I visited a time or two, and they would they'd post a link, and I'd go check it out. It was it's it's extremely interesting to me. I mean, I'm just getting into SDR with a little TV dongle, you know. I'm really killing it uh-huh. over here, but um, yeah, like you. I mean, it's amazing what, well, I mean, just think about it. Our our Casio G-Shock watch has more computing power than they sent the guys to the moon with or whatever. You know, it's yep. astonishing. And I'm an old Radio Shack throwback nerd from the late 80s, early 90s, uh, mm-hmm. wor- you know, working through high school there. And, and never once did I imagine that we would be where we were at 25 years from then. And I guess that's just how yeah. it goes as you age. But the technology is phenomenal, and I, I want to go back real quick to what you said about how you uh, like the the premise of SDR because you can add to it. You don't have to. Mm-hmm. You can build on the inside. You don't have to stack onto it necessarily. And uh, right. I'm reminded of of like the Kenwood or the uh, the Argonaut that uh, Tintech used to make, where you could change frequencies if you change the cartridge. You know, almost like mm-hmm. changing a tape to put in a different frequency. And the, the, yeah, I like, that one. Yeah, the the, uh, the the great thing about the SDRs is that you just change the programming, and there you go. So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about the the, the project itself, uh, coming from the Hackaday push into the Kickstarter, and, and how that went down with the continuing development of the product. Okay. Um, well, I think I think I had I had the design for the. Well, first, let me say the the. The PSDR that you see in the Kickstarter um, is the is the second major version. Um, so I call it the PSDR two. Um, the PSDR one um, was was just about ready when the Hackaday Prize was announced, um, which was probably about a year ago. And uh, you know they they explained the rules and stuff, and I thought, hey, my uh, my little project might work for that. So so that gave me a little bit of a push to uh, to develop it up you know and um kick off a pcb get that produced and and assemble it and get something going um and then the hackaday prize had had several elimination rounds you know it started with about 800 entries and they narrowed it all the way down to 50 Mm. and i made it into that 50 and i'm like wow i have a chance i mean just getting into the 50 (laughs) meant i was guaranteed some kind of prize um and so i thought okay well i gotta i gotta go for broke and and do whatever I can to get into the top five, which would have been the next, you know, elimination round. Um, so the, the portable SDR one, um, 
Well, there's a, there's a lot of circuits that I had never built before or that were really hard to prototype because they were so small. Um, and so the PSDR-1 was a very, very incomplete radio. It had, it had um, the frequency generation section and the microcontroller and, like, like not a lot else. Um, so there was a lot it couldn't do. You couldn't take it anywhere. It pretty much still had to be tethered to a desk to work properly. Um, so I'm like, all right, I'm going to see if I can... You know, in like, I think I had two months between, you know, getting into the top 50 before they were going to select the top five. I'm like, all right, I'm going to see if I can knock this out. And I put I put all the things I thought I could squeeze in the time available into the design. And, and I took I took days off work and we were having family parties like like for Thanksgiving. I was I was laying out the circuit board and then I took a break to go eat turkey. And then I went back into, you know, into the closet and went back to laying out the circuit board again um but i barely made are you married michael i am okay wow still married Uh, (laughs) yeah she uh my wife has been has been very very patient with me behind every good man stands a better woman i agree with that absolutely. absolutely go ahead continue sorry no problem okay so so here i am i've got i get the uh the pcp designed i send it to a a board manufacturer in China, get it back. I've got like three days to assemble the entire board, write some firmware, shoot some videos, and and see if I make it into the top five. <laughs> um, well, against all odds, I I did, and you know, I had I had no expectation that I would get that far, but um, but you know, I was pushing myself pretty hard, and anyway, so uh, long story short. I, uh, I keep doing all I can. I end up getting third place, which was was pretty amazing. And uh, at this point, you know, people have been commenting all over the place, like, "When can I get one? You know, are you going to be selling this?" And I'm like, "I guess I have to." <laughs> so, so I figure uh, I'll, I'll give Kickstarter another try. I'll see if I'll see if there's enough demand, you know. And and if it didn't fund, it meant that not enough people wanted it, and you know that's cool too, but, um, but yeah, this is this is a thing that at least a pretty good number of people are excited about. So it's been I've been able to kind of ride that energy. It's been really nice. You were uh, you were a few days out from the completion of the of the Kickstarter, and there were a couple of different amateur radio blogs that were coming on and you know and asking for for support. Show your support for Michael and his project, and and keep it alive and whatnot and. And uh, I even decided to, to catch the wave, and, and and I thought it was kind of kind of uh, particularly unfunny on my part. But I was tweeting, "Forget the whales, save the portable SDR." <laughs> and uh, I, I would like to think someone found comedic value in that, and and went over and and helped you get your Kickstarter funded. How much money did you raise, Michael? Um, we raised a little over $66,000. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. That is absolutely amazing. Hey, when we come back from the break, I want to talk to you about the future. Where do you go with this money? Where do you go with this project, this idea that you've created and you've got everybody stoked about? Guys, we'll be back in just a couple of moments with Michael Colton, Kilo Echo 7, Hotel India Alpha of portable SDR fame. Visit mtcradio.com today. A great one-stop mom-and-pop shop. 
for everything ham radio. Radios, antennas, power supplies, wire and cable, books and training materials, microphones, headsets, and accessories. Find popular brands like MFJ, Heil Sound, Jetstream, LDG, Alinko, Comet, Texas Bugcatcher, Radio Waves, and more. MTCRadio.com, an authorized Kenwood and Icom dealer. MTCRadio.com. Before we get back to the call with Michael, I want to give some shout-outs to some iTunes reviewers. Thank you very much. If you go to iTunes and review the program, we genuinely appreciate it. It helps other amateur radios seeking those special terms like ham radio, ham, amateur radio, stuff like that in iTunes. Helps them help them find our show easier, and uh, we appreciate all the five-star reviews we've got up there. Nick Kafar, I hope I didn't mispronounce that, uh, Easy Mac 308 Pixel Photo, I am the real ogre, and older new ham all left some really great reviews, and I appreciate it. It only takes just a minute if you're on iTunes and you want to drop that in there. I really, really would be very indebted to you. Let's get back to the call. Here's Kel and Michael Colton, Kilo Echo 7, Hotel India Alpha from Portable SDR on the Photon Podcast. We're back with Michael Colton, Kilo Echo 7, Hotel India Alpha. You may not know his call, but I bet if you're paying attention to what's going on around you in amateur radio or you're following me on Twitter, you know that Michael is the proprietor of the brand new portable SDR who just completed funding on Kickstarter this past week. We're really excited to have Michael on the show sharing with us about his project, his heart, and his life that he's given this thing over the last couple of years. Michael, when I when I look at the when I look at the portable SDR it's it's not really square. It's not circular. It's got a very odd shape. Is there a reason that it has that shape to it? Yeah, um, it does have an odd shape, doesn't it? Um, that was there. I I was doodling all over. You know, every kind of every piece of paper that uh, that found its way to me um, about what kind of shape I wanted to give this thing. Um, one of the things I really felt strongly about with the portable SDR is I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be a self-contained unit, like uh, so many so many people that do um, you know portable operating. They'll have you know they'll have like a Yesu um, FT eight one seven, which I have one of those, and they're mm-hmm. awesome. And then they'll have an external battery, and they'll have an external tuner, and they'll have an external mic, and maybe they'll have an external key, and then they'll ha- also have their antenna, um, which doesn't really sound that portable to me. So I wanted to to cram everything in. And, um, so for example, that, uh, you know, if you look at the, the portable SDR, there's a little thing protruding out of the bottom, right. That, uh, someone referred to as the giblet. So sometimes I call it that now. Um, that's, you know, that's a Morse code paddle. Okay. Um, and then it's got a built-in microphone and speaker. And then on the left side, it's got connections for USB and charging, um, two antenna connectors and an earphone microphone port. And then it's got these two little kind of feet that stick out on the left as well. Um, the idea there being that they'll protect the antenna connectors if you set it down that way or if you drop it or something like that. Very nice. I was thinking that was a paddle. Um, it looked mm-hmm. like it looks like a paddle, and I thought, well, that must be why he cut the cut the angle in there. Um, tell us a little bit a little bit about the brains of this thing. What frequencies can it will it be able to operate on uh, now? And what are you thinking about in the future? Well, right now it can go up to about 35 megahertz, um, you know, so we can cover the whole HF band. Um, 
and I'm I'm pretty pretty happy with that. What I'd like to do eventually is, you know, I, I left I left a spot to put a mixer that would let it go up to two meters. Nice. Um, there may I'm I'm weighing pros and cons at this point, but I may be able to use a, a frequency synthesizer that can go all the way up to 200 megahertz. And if that's the case, we get all of HF plus six meters plus two meters, and then you know a bunch of extras like the FM broadcast band and the weather bands and things like that. Okay, I'm going to have, um, to have one. You sold me on two <laughs> meters. Oh, I don't well, have a two the, meter single sideband rig. That'd be perfect. I mean, you just cover the whole gamut. Yeah, it, it'd be pretty nice. The only the only reason I hesitate is it would increase cost a little bit and it would increase power consumption. Mm. Um, so I need to make sure I don't give it so many features that it then needs a huge battery and ceases to be portable, you know? I've had a lot of people uh, in conversation with, with younger people, the younger folks mm-hmm. in the hobby. They're really looking for something that uh, is not their granddad's HF radio. That's not their granddad's radio, period. A lot of guys want uh, open source. They want virtually a smartphone that's really an HF radio. Yeah. Is that what we are, are is that what you're establishing here? Is this a is this a wave of change entering the the, the realm of at, atmosphere of amateur radio that we haven't seen in quite a while? That'd be nice. Um it it'd be it'd be pretty cool to think that my radio brought, you know, that kind of change about. Um someone actually described it as the the iPhone of ham radio, which is I think pretty high praise. Um, I can definitely relate, although I, you know, I can see the appeal of, of vintage gear and stuff like that. It's hard to, it's hard not to notice that cell phones get so much more powerful every single year and ham radios, you know, I mean, the, the ones that were on sale five years ago are still the ones that, you know, are, are available now. Um, and I think, you know, you mentioned open source too, like, um, especially ham radio ham radio has such a tradition of do it yourself and get in there and see if you can make it better it really it really fits well with open source um but so many of the commercial radios um they really have a ton of capability that you know some of it if you just had access to the code and you could you could change things you could make these radios a lot more powerful um which is part of the reason that i wanted my radio to be open source so that people could do whatever they want to it um make it better you know i I'm actually really excited um, now that there will be some hardware, you know, out out in the hands of other users. I want to see what other people can do with it. I want them to make the radio better so I can enjoy the the things that they add to it. So, what? Um, not to get ahead of ourselves, but just at that point, uh, what what are we looking at uh, when you purchase your product? It's it comes in a kit form. Is that correct? Um, it I made it available kit? in a. Well, I made it available in a few different forms. Okay. Um, most people that backed the Kickstarter um, were into, interested in a fully assembled one. Oh, okay. Um, and that that makes sense because it's it's really a very difficult board to assemble. Um, you know, the almost all the components are 0603 or smaller, which mm-hmm. you know may not mean anything to most people. They're they're little tiny chips of a of a component, and then some of the components even require like a hot air station. Um, to install, so it's it's not something that every every person's going to be comfortable building themselves. It, are, are these these products that you're producing for your Kickstarter backers? Are they going to be hand manufactured by the creator himself? 
Um, a few of them are. I, uh, I decided to offer a few that will be hand-built by me uh, for people that are just really anxious to, to be the first to have one and to really dig in. Um, in order to make the uh, portable STR viable, I think it, it had to be mass produced. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if I were to hand assemble these, I would have to just, I would have to charge too much for them. Yeah. Um, so I have, uh, you know, I think we kind of started talking about it earlier. My day job is in, um, product design and, and electronics. And so I've, you know, through that I've made some contacts and, you know, there happens to be, um, a company here locally that, that takes designs and they produce it and they, place all the components and they solder everything and um, they do just just exceptional work so I've been working with them to see if they could produce it for me and and so far things are looking good fantastic created and manufactured in the United States mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're doing it again guys I'm excited we're making <laughs> stuff beside toothpaste we're making portable SDR radios Michael <laughs> for just a moment going stepping back again to the to the guys on a black box that will do anything they want it to do. Uh, hacking this thing, what what in your mind, I'm sure you probably think like we all do when we complete a project, man, I could have done that differently, or boy, I wish I would have done that left instead of right. What are you already kind of conceiving, if you'll share that with us, uh, some hacks or some ideas to, to work with this product design you've got? Oh, there's there's definitely plenty of that. Um, well, first of all, the, the thing I talked about where, uh, I might be able to get a frequency synthesizer that can hit 200 megahertz. Um, right now that, right now the biggest flaw in the, the PSDR2, um, is that it doesn't have, it doesn't really have the ability to transmit yet. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, is something I've had to explain a bunch of times, um, online, but I'm happy to do it again. Sure. Um, so, you know, with any radio, with any transmitter rather, You've you've got a lot of stages. So if we're going to transmit voice, you know, you need a microphone, you need to you need a preamplifier for that. In this case, you know, it goes through the microcontroller, which has to process it and generate the output signals. And then you've got you know some more filtering, some amplification, things like that. Um, so the portable SDR has all of that, but the last little bit. It uh, it doesn't have output filtering and it doesn't have an output amplifier yet. Um, so this is, this is an area where I don't have a lot of experience designing my own circuitry. So I'm really hoping for community help on this. Um, the PSTR2 has a little socket, um, on the back side of the PCB where you can hook in an amplifier board, but it hasn't been designed yet. Um, so I'm really, really hoping that I can get some help on that and then incorporate that into the, you know, I guess what would be the PSTR3 when you know, when I get all that worked out, um, right now, most, for the most part, a lot of, a lot of it works the way I'd like it to. Um, certainly I could clean things up and, you know, fix bugs and flaws here and there, but, um, I'm actually fairly happy with it. Fantastic. Fantastic. I watched your videos again earlier Mm -hmm. today in preparation for the call. And, and I'm just really excited about the size of it. I mean, wow, it's, you know, we, we look at a lot of these uh, these QRP rigs where guys, you know, we were talking about a minute ago, Soda, IOTA, and uh, D-Expedition's taking these these really small, you know, solid-state rigs up into the hills or 
down on the coast sure. somewhere. And there, you know, you build them, and there's there's actually one that that an Elmer of mine sent me a link to the other day, and I wish I could remember the name of it now, but it looks like a great little. I think it's like a forty minute forty meter single sideband rig. Anyway, it looks awesome, uh, but you know, it's the size of I don't know. Um, small ammo can maybe or something, you know, really small, sure. short, stubby ammo can. Uh, th- this PDS, PSD, <laughs> get me to say that four times in a row, right? PSDR2, I mean, it'll go in your shirt pocket, right? How much does the thing weigh? Um, that's a good question. I don't know that I've actually weighed it. It, it doesn't weigh very much. Um, and the size, it, it actually doesn't look like it, but if you were to take a like an unopened deck of three by five carts. Mm-hmm. That's about how big it is. Um, and you know, maybe, maybe weighs just a little bit more than that. It's pretty light. Um, it, it might surprise you to know that I was hoping to get it a lot smaller than that. <laughs> um, at least, at least thinner than it currently is. And All I right. still hope I can, uh, improve that a little bit as time goes on. What sort of batteries run inside the unit? Um, right now it's got a two amp hour lithium polymer battery. Okay. Um, it's good, I think, on receive for about 10 or 12 hours. Do you, do you have any external battery or power jacks on the outside to power from an external source if you needed that, or does it just have to be charged? Um, it, it's got a USB connector on the side okay. that you can use to charge it, but it can, it can run off that if it needs to. Um, once it's got the ability to transmit, it may not be able to pull enough from the USB to charge to to transmit continuously, mm-hmm. so you'd maybe have to let the battery charge part way up before you could use it. I got you. As you, as you're working as you're working toward putting the transmit function in there, are you looking for voice first, or are you looking for the the paddle first? Which way are you going to work both sides at the same time? Well, the nice thing with uh, with SDR is if I if I can get a linear amplifier in there, then then it can do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, that does make it a little less efficient and a little harder to. Z- to design, but uh, I think that's that's the way I want to go. Cool, cool. Um, it's a it's a single paddle, right? It's just a single uh, dual. It's a dual paddle. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't look at the the video close enough. I guess I'm sorry. Well, I don't I don't really show it off in the video yet. To be quite honest, um, I can't I can't do code yet. I'm still working on it. Which I I think is kind of funny that uh, here I am <laughs> trying to design a radio for people, and I I don't even. I couldn't even use it, even if it worked. Well, at least that part of it. Okay, I, I know that I have learned the letter K and the letter M, <laughs> and those are the nice. first two in the the. It's a, I don't know if it's Coke or Cock, but it's K O C H that method, and uh-huh. uh, those are the first two letters you learn, and that's yeah. what, that's as far as I've gotten. So, recently here on the show, we've had some uh, some CW folks come in and, and talk uh, Kilo Bravo Six. Uh, November uniform, Dan, who does the, the no nonsense study guides, big CW Mm -hmm. guy was on. And I, I sat down and we'll be releasing soon an episode with the eldest amateur radio operator in my area. He's 95 years old and he actually taught soldiers CW in world war two. It was like, yeah, I've kind of been inundated with CW and it's something that I'm, you know, I'll just be frank, and, and people that listen to the show know this. I stayed away from amateur radio for years because of the code. I just didn't want to take the time to learn it. Now that yeah. I'm licensed and I have the capacity to use it, I've got five kids. 
and and we're doing school and I'm thinking this is the greatest thing in the world for all all six of us to learn together. So oh. as we kind of ramp up the next session, we're going to be introducing Morse code teaching in to the classroom and dad's going to be participating, not just instructing, we're going to be participating mm-hmm. as well. Uh, and, and how I sold it to him was just think we can talk and nobody else in the house will know what we're saying. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. So they're all about spies and stuff. So they're cool. But, but yeah, Hey, I feel you, man. You know, I went to a uh, I went to a club auction just a, a week or two ago, and they had an, a paddle there, and I almost bought the paddle, and then somebody bid more than I wanted to pay for it, so I just left it alone. But I was like, what was I going to do with it anyway? When I got it home, you know, I can't even hear it yet. I'm still like, oh, yeah. was that me? Was that my call or what? <laughs> so, yep. I, I, I feel I'm, you. I'm the same way. I feel you. And you know, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just gonna—I was gonna say kind of the same thing. I had really been scared off by the uh, by the code test, um, which is part of the reason I hadn't put more into ham radio back, you know, when I let my first license lapse. Mm-hmm. Um, but but same thing, you know. Now that I'm in, I I want to learn it, and especially from a builder's perspective, man, it it doesn't take anything to make a a CW transmitter. I've literally built one out of a single component, wow. not including power. Yeah. Um, so, man, you know, you can do some some neat stuff with that. Well, it hasn't been around as long as it has in, in proving its worth so many times over and over and over to not be, to this day, a very viable means of communications. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Tell me a little bit about the portable SDR, too. Uh, I noticed in your video you mentioned... Uh, and we have we have a, a subsection of listeners here who really send us a lot of great questions and feedback who are in the preparedness movement. Um, sure. Do you see any application for your product in that end of things? Absolutely. Um, you know, in, anyone that's played with HF for very long knows that, that part of the challenge is tuning around and trying to find someone to listen to or to talk to, rather. Um and one of the things that the portable SDR has, you know, that a lot of SDRs have, is what's called a waterfall display, um, where you can you can see on a on a real time graph what's happening on all the channels around you. Um, and I think from a preparedness standpoint, um, you know, I'm I always imagine like the zombie apocalypse, right? You know, oh, there's yeah. there's only there's only a scattered band of humans out here somewhere, and if you don't find their signal you know, you're not going to make a connection. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that part's important. Um, of course, the portability and the fact that it's self-contained is helpful. Um, one other thing I, I put in there is, uh, well, so there's, there's low-power digital modes, and some of them require really precise timing. Um, so to get precise timing, I included a GPS module. Um, but once I had it in there, you know, I realized that this would be great for being able to re- report position um, you know, which is a thing that they already do, but I don't, I don't know that there's any HF rigs out there at all that, uh, that have a GPS receiver built in. Um, so anyway, what, what you'd be able to do is if you were, you know, out in the wilderness or, you know, stranded from humanity, um, the portable SDR should be able to grab your position over GPS and automatically transmit that over HF, you know, thousands of miles to, to whoever it is you're trying to reach. So when a guy goes up, uh, on a summit on the air. Not only can can he be spotted with the uh, 
with the 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 DX spotting or the the soda spotting, he can also be found on APRS. Yeah, all over this, the world. This, of course, isn't. I mean, this isn't ready yet, but yeah, it'll have that ability. That's awesome. I'm just getting into APRS myself, so that's why that's kind of yeah, that's some pretty cool stuff, man. Awesome. So, so what what are the things that I have forgotten to ask you about this amazing product that you just got funded on Kickstarter and, and the, the the crowd's going wild? Let me before I ask you that question. Let me ask you this question: Were you and your wife sitting there watching the countdown timer? I mean, was it like a, an episode of Jeopardy or what? Oh, absolutely. Um, we were we've got we've got a computer uh, right in front of the couch, and we were just <laughs> sitting there trying to have a conversation. I actually had family over. And the last few minutes, you know, we couldn't we couldn't think of anything to talk about. We just hit refresh over and over. He was like, "Just shut up, um, everybody! We got to watch this. This is more important yeah. than friends." You know, you know what's funny though. Um, even worse was the announcement of the Hackaday Prize. Um, that one they did they did a live video broadcast, and there were so many viewers that it would it would stall out you know where you couldn't see any, see or hear anything for minutes at a time well that's like my, that's like my internet down here all the time you know <laughs> <laughs> well i i feel your pain then um so so yeah that that was torture and that was during my work day too so oh. pretty much everyone stopped working to uh to try and watch with me and <laughs> so you, yeah pretty tense it's kind of a community hero kind of a thing you've got going on uh yeah, it's. I think it's kind of cool to to know someone that won a big prize or to um, that, uh, has were, started something. Were you in the Were you in the Christmas parade locally in a convertible waving at people or anything? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. He's he's made it, <laughs> folks. He didn't even need your stinking Kickstarter money. He's got it made. He's in the Christmas parade. That's right. So so, so tell us a little bit about um, about what happens next. Where, where, where do you go from here? What's the next step? When when will people begin realizing their investment in you? Um, well, the the short term is uh, it actually takes a little while before Kickstarter releases the funds. Um, so so I don't have any money yet. So uh, we'll have to wait for that. <laughs> um, the first the first people that will get their radios are the ones that that paid a little bit extra to have the hand assembled units. Um, Theirs will, theirs will be ready as soon as I can get parts and I can build them, which uh, which may only take a couple of weeks. Um, what I'm hoping will happen then is uh, is I'll get a little bit of feedback from them. You know, any minor changes that uh, that just have to make it into the design. Um, you know, I'll, I'll take a month or two to to make those changes and then I'll begin production. Um, once that happens. You know, depending on some variables and testing that I want to do, um, it'll it'll take a few more months before the first units will actually come out and be ready to to ship. Um, I think I I think I put on Kickstarter that uh, the assembled units, which are the the furthest out, um, would be ready. You know, before November, but I'm hoping to have it quite a bit earlier than that, um, if at all possible. That would make a nice Black Friday surprise for someone. Oh yeah. 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 Awesome, man. I'm really excited for you. As an entrepreneur, as a small businessman, uh, my wife and I have been in business since about 2000. And it's all, what's really funny is if, if you're not an entrepreneur, you can't appreciate someone else's success. It's almost like, 
you hate on people for succeeding if you don't understand how hard it is to succeed. Yes, and, uh, I agree with that. <laughs> you know, I'm, I, I look at people and I see them succeeding, even in, in the, the business that my wife and I are in, and, and I'm always excited to see someone succeed. And, and I guess that's what, what uh, you know, this country was founded upon was success. And I want to congratulate you for that, Michael. I, and I'm, I'm really excited to see this happen for you and your family. I know that, you know, we're, we're given opportunities sometimes that we can't even imagine and and then it just kind of manifests themselves in front of you, and then they really scare you because you realize, you know, I might not have been really prepared for this, but that's sometimes the 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 best part is learning how to grow into the position you've been given. So, I uh, I will be continuing to follow the the uh, the product here. I know that the guys on Arfcom are going to be going crazy uh, when they get theirs, and and uh, just all over. The, uh, I, I probably have to figure out a way to get one now. <laughs> I'll have to figure that out. But uh, but until then, I'm going to continue to watch it. Is there anything else that um, you wanted to share with the audience here? Uh, now, this isn't just you know uh, a United States ingested show. So if there's anybody anywhere that uh, that may be listening, someone else, another country, we've got folks in Scotland, we've got folks down in Puerto Rico, we've got uh, oh, folks great. in Italy. Uh, and I see them check in every once in a while as I check my analytics. So if there's anything, you know, that they may be interested in uh, or that I may have forgotten to ask or something, go ahead and throw that on us now. Sure. Um, well, the first thing that comes to mind is uh, you were mentioning, you know, with, uh, you know, with starting a business and all that stuff um, and being thrown into this position that you're not sure you're ready for. Um, that was something I was, I've been really worried about. I mean, I've, I've, I do some of this stuff for my day job, but I've never been the one in charge of all of it. Um, and so there was part of me that, that was thinking, you know, if this doesn't fund, I'm off the hook. I can, I can relax. And, um, but if it does, I knew that, that it'd be a really good opportunity to grow and to, to really stretch myself and try something new. Um, so I'm, I'm very, very nervous, but, uh, but I'm excited to, to see if I'm up to the task and, you know, do my best and, learn what I can learn. Um, and then, uh, you know, you mentioned, you mentioned international listeners and, um, it really, I think, I think the international element is something that's really powerful with amateur radio, you know, more, more maybe than anyone else, at least before the internet, you know, ham radio operators were able to get to know people of other countries with, uh, you know, in a way that no one else could at the time anyway. Um, and it's been really cool to see some of the international attention that the, the Portable SDR has gotten. Um, the other day I was, I got, got a ham radio magazine in the, in the mail that I hadn't expected and opened it up and it was in German. So I thought that's interesting. And, and I thought, I, I wonder. (laughs) And so I start flipping through it and sure enough, there's, there's, you know, an article about my radio in, you know, in this in this publication that probably thousands of people in Germany are reading. Um, I just found out the other day that there's a, the, uh, I don't know, I don't remember what the name of it is, but the, you know, the ARRL in the U S mm-hmm. it's like the Norwegian equivalent. Their magazine posted an article on, on the PSDR as well. And um, it's, it's just been really exciting to me to, to get a lot of comments from all over the globe that people are excited and, um, you know, it really crosses over, cultural and national boundaries that 
I don't know. It's it's just a really cool feeling. Well, I think that you've, as I've mentioned earlier, you've stumbled into something that will uh, possibly lead a charge, and, and this is Kel's opinion for what it's worth, lead a charge of change as we continue to grow the hobby. Innovation is what got the hobby to where it's at today, and it's going mm-hmm. to take innovation to continue the hobby, whether it's a young man in Salt Lake City building a radio that people only dream of having, or some redneck dude in South Carolina doing a podcast about it, you know. So, you, you know, we we have to do our part, if like they say, for the hobby. And you know, some people's part may be the Elmer. Some people's part may mm-hmm. be the VE giving the test or teaching the class yeah. or writing the study guides or you know uh, helping someone learn CW or tune their rigs or you know picking up trash after a ham fest. But uh, sure. I think that. You know, it, it is an international hobby, and it's one that takes a lot of a lot of work from a lot of different angles. And we really appreciate what you're doing, Michael, and we appreciate you being well, on the show. Well, thank you, thank you very much. Another great episode. It's episode number twenty of the Photon Podcast. Again, I cannot say thank you enough to Michael Colton for coming on with us. Kilo Echo Seven Hotel India Alpha. Congratulations again on the Kickstarter win, and we anticipate with bated breath. The progress of the portable SDR. I, I told Michael that at any time he had anything to announce or wanted to break any news about the product, we would be here to help him get the word out. So if you guys talk to Michael, remind him that the door is always open here at the Photon Podcast. If you order one of his kits, let him know that uh, you might have heard about it here on the Photon Podcast and appreciate him sharing with us what all was going on in the portable SDR world. Before I go to uh, Main Trading Company, check them out, really, guys. They are phenomenal people, and they're offering great gear at tremendous prices. I don't just say that because they're our show sponsor. I buy stuff from these folks. I trust them with my amateur radio needs. Give them a shot. I don't think you'll be disappointed. And before I go, new Twitter followers, let me see if I can get some of these on here. Kilo Zero November Romeo. Uh, Mary One, Mary Romeo Bravo. That's Martin from the ICQ Podcast. Thanks, man. Uh, Golf Six Victoria Yankee Sierra. Whiskey Papa Four Quebec. Zulu Five Six Whiskey November Echo Four One. Mary Tango Kilo Bravo Nine Yankee Golf Delta. And there's a lot of others. I just couldn't keep up with them all this time. I'm sorry, but we appreciate you following us on Twitter, friending us on Facebook, also liking us over there if you want to. You don't have to be on social media to appreciate what we're doing because we're bringing it to you every other week right here on the Other Ham Radio Podcast. Thank you guys for listening again. Pass it on. Share it with your friends. Let's set the world on fire for amateur radio. It's been a lot of fun this time. We'll catch you next time. 73, y'all. Listening and subscribing to AmateurRadio15.com presents Photon, the other ham radio podcast. You can find our past episodes, web links, and more at AmateurRadio15.com. That's AmateurRadio15.com. Follow us on Twitter at Photon Podcast. And remember to visit our show sponsor, Main Trading Company, at MTCRadio.com. Till next time, 73s.